What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. Welcome back to the fatherhoods. Gentlemen, how are you? What's going on? We're all in effect. I know. It's been a minute. (laughs) Yeah. So so we've got another guest with us. Um, This guy's... He's a founder and CEO of a pretty large ad technology company. So people that are listening probably don't even know what ad tech is. That's okay. It's an industry that I've been a part of for nearly 20 years. Our guest has been in it for quite a while as well. Um, And we're going to talk, he's a dad, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about his experience coming through, going, going through the fire that is entrepreneurship, raising a family, and really ultimately coming out pretty sweet and we'll get into some of those details whatever he's willing to share but kind of just really understanding what that world is like and some of the challenges that you probably faced as a dad so welcome in jason dubin thank you i'm I'm an open book i'm an open book so ask away and uh as long as there's no legal or compliance reasons, I'll answer in complete transparency. <laughs> and and if we stumble into that, please just be like, I plead the fifth or whatever, whatever the right canned response is. <laughs> and Manny, correction, you said come came out of it. We never come out of being parents and fathers. Like, oh, it never no. ends. it's never going to end. No, no, you're right. I was more referring to kind of the stage of entrepreneurship he's got, even though he's yes. not out of entrepreneurship. There have been some things that have happened to the company that I think have been really positive. It, it depends who I'm talking to. If it's like a contract, I'm a startup. You got to help me out. If it's a, if it's a smaller company, hey, we're the big guy in the room. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's all. I know your audience. So so Jason, uh, you're originally from from Long Island. You Correct. claim Florida now. You've been there for quite a while. All and right. you have you have how many kids? I have two boys. I have a twenty year old and I have a seventeen year old. Mm-hmm. So, at the tail end, I'm almost an empty nester. Okay, and then you became you started Playwire company you founded how many years ago? Uh, it will be 17 years. Uh, this this May or June, yeah. Wow, it's a while. Yeah. So your, your wife was kid. your wife was giving birth when this exactly. got kicked off. Exactly. All right. Why don't hmm. why don't why don't we jump how, into yeah. that? Yeah, how intense is how intense yeah. is that from and with a young one from, already at home? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, people I, I have this discussion with people sometimes and they're like, well, how do you do it? And I think and you hear this of most successful people that, that there really is no um you got something's gotta give. You can't you can't be everything to everyone at all times. You can either get run the business or run the family, and you can try to do a little bit of both, but something's gonna suffer. 
And, you know, when people ask me, you know, this question, I would say I, I've been very fortunate to have a wife that supported me 100%, 150%. And I probably don't give her enough credit for the work that she did, honestly. Um, you always see the expression behind every good man is a better woman. And, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have that where, she, you know, for better, for worse. And, you know, I think there might be, you know, especially in this generation, people might get pissed off at this comment, but we kind of had our roles, right? You go take on the world and go make money. And I'll make sure that the house and the kids are taken. And, and I'm not saying that in a stereotypical way, that's just how we mm. kind of positioned ourselves. And we said, okay, we both have our roles, go do it. So um, in my opinion, you know, that's kind of what really enabled me to do what I need to do, which is, you know, I was myopically focused on this business really. I mean, it, it was all encompassing and for any entrepreneur, you know, it has to be right. It's, you know, you'll read books and they'll say, hey, is it the first thing you think about when you wake up and the last thing you go about? And it was, it was like, like, how do I make money? How do I get more dollars? I mean, it was literally, I mean, I'd wake up going, can't I'm thinking about this. I mean, it's, it's nonstop. So the short answer is really having an amazing supportive wife that really supports you and, and you support her and you kind of live off that. That's, that's the short and long answer. Talk about the 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 suff the, the suffering part because th this is something that we've talked about and and we kind of hear it from, uh, you know, in in our world, uh, especially in the in the music entertainment space, it's a lot of like, yeah, get out there and hustle and you know do your thing. And I think people like to tend to gloss over like, yeah, you know, it's no problem. I got my family. I'm out there doing all this, and they make it seem like nothing is suffering or maybe they don't even realize that you know they're missing out in in certain areas or you know if they're putting like the career first or whatever first um but yeah i'm i'm, I'm curious like if you kind of knew off bat like all right if i'm going to be super focused on the career side of things you know am i prepared for what i might miss out at on with with mm -hmm. the kids and the home side of things um for better or for worse, um, I guess I was just so singularly focused. I really didn't hit me till later on. So I would say the regret really didn't happen till I was older, my kids were older. And you're like, wait a minute, I missed birthdays and school plays and I was on a plane. And again, this is pre-COVID, right? So when people actually had to go to work. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, the kids, you know, not the kids, the, the guys in my office today are having like, it's never been easier at home. You don't travel much. You know, it's very minimal. It's very, I mean, meanwhile, you know, I was commuting to work an hour each way. I'd come home at seven or eight o'clock at night, you know, help with the kids do work after. Uh, and then on top of it, I was on a plane like 25% of the time. So it, it, I think, I don't think the regret really hit me afterwards. Like you can never get that time back and you can never get that time with the kids. It's kind of funny because I, I do have regrets. It's kind of my biggest regrets. And I'll ask the kids without, I made a point to always be home on the weekends and I always did like a lot of, uh, I guess, events like camping and stuff with the kids. And so they never really noticed it, but I, I did. So, um, I wouldn't say it was suffering. It was more, more from my perspective, more regret. Um, it may be suffering for my wife because she had to deal with two kids, but, uh, for me, it's more regret. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry. I didn't, the suffering maybe not, uh, meaning like right. an area suffered, not, not necessarily the pain of suffering. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And do you think is it that they didn't notice it or that just from they from when they were young, that was just the way life was? Because I'm sure that if you were there early on and then you weren't, then they would have noticed it. 
That's a really valid point. I would say, you know, that's just how it always was. They didn't know any different, right? That was their life. Right. Um, but no, I, I asked my wife too. I'm like, was I not a rational? No, you were here. You were present. I mean, you were here. You were present. But you know, you were you were you were trying to accomplish something. Right. And um, you know, th- again, thank God for her. And to be honest, she, she. I remember I'd come home from traveling. She's like, "You're messing my my shit up." I'm sorry. I need to curse. <laughs> no, yo, uh, yeah, you're, you're messing. Uh, you're Father's messing things curse. up. So she has a routine. The kids go to bed, and like I come home, and they're running all over the place, and I'm giving them food they shouldn't have, and you know, it's like so I completely messed her up. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was a struggle. You really can't have both. You know, you either got to like take on the behemoth, which is the startup or have the family. But I, I, I don't think like there's this utopia where you can do both. Maybe there is. I just couldn't find it. You you opened with something that was very like black and white, which I don't hear a lot of people say. And that was you either focus on this or you focus on that kind of splitting the baby in the middle, like really doesn't work. Right. And so how because you, you, you had your second child right when this thing, you know, Playwire was really getting going, right? That's, was that a conscious decision to have the child? Like, did you guys plan both of your kids or was that just kind of like you just went with the flow and figured it out? If I remember correctly, I think one just got past the bully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I think she had wanted one. She, you know, my, my wife was very meticulous about these things, but I, I don't think it was so much planned. It was like, oh, wow, here, here we're going. Uh, so no, it, it was more sporadic and again you know it, it she just did so much of it and i didn't really appreciate that until afterwards like you know oh the kid didn't sleep tonight all the time it's like no geez and you just i just never woke you up because i knew you had to go to work in the morning so again mm-hmm. having that support system is in, incredibly you know powerful and uh and and liberating to allow you to do what you need to do I hear something similar from my wife all the time, right? Like I, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. I have this guilt because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the infancy stage of kind of where you were as far as like entrepreneurship and building a business and trying to figure it out. Right. And there's a lot of time dedicated to it. There's a lot of focus that I need. And now I'm not going away to an office. So there's more complexity to that, but mm-hmm. she always slots herself in at the right times and and I'm always checking with her, you know, every so often. I'm like, where am I missing the mark? Like, am I doing something? Am I not doing enough? And she's always like, you're perfect. Like, you you show up when you need to. You put us first when it matters, and you're focused on the, realizing a dream. And I'm and I'm always looking at her like, bullshit. This is gonna come and bite me in the ass at some point down the road because it just feels way too perfect. And and I, and I wonder in your case. Were, were the responses similar? It sounds like they were, but did you find moments where you were missing the mark and you had to figure out how to address that? Um, I, you know, I think I was present. And, you know, I, I think the old adage, like, right, actions speak louder than words. Right. So you, you can kind of give lip service all you want. But as long as you're present and you're there, and you're, you're going through the steps and you're being the best person you can be. I mean, there's really not much more you can do from that perspective. I don't know if I answered your question correctly. I yeah. Think I did. Yeah. How is um how, how is discipline when it comes to mm. you being away for a certain amount of time and then coming you know just the lifestyle that you had how was it for you were you the disciplinarian in in the household I would yeah I mean listen you kind of have to have you know it's almost like work or like you know, someone has to be the good cop or someone has to be the bad cop and if she's there all the time you know it's like wait wait till your dad comes home I remember one time in particular uh you know I have two boys and they were. I never 
eight or 10, they got really mouthy with my wife. And I think I, I might've chased them around. And I'm like, do you ever, you know, who the hell, who do you think you are talking to your mom like that? But, you know, you have to be able to put the fear of God into them and someone has to do that. And it, right. it's like, you know, the mom is, you know, if she's, if someone's there, all not the mom, the, the significant other that's always there, you know, uh, and at some point you need that support system to kind of like, they need to be scared of something. They need, someone has to be a disciplinarian. So as much as my wife would yell at them more, I think they were more afraid of me, you know, not that I ever hit them, but you know, it was like that, oh my God, that he might do that or something. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I took, I took on that role for better, for worse. Yeah. That's tough. Cause then you, you can oftentimes be looked at as like the ogre when, when yeah. you have a limited amount of time to be around them. So how many kids each one of you have? I have a three pack. I have a 17 year old daughter, a 10 year old son and a seven year old daughter. Why you have a spectrum? Okay. I got an. I got. A, I'm. I'm one. I got a 11 year old son. And I got two. I have a five year old daughter and a three year old son. Oh wow! You're still. You're. You're. Uh, you're in the trenches. Starting gate. He's, he's going yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah. Mine's a startup. Still. <laughs> That's funny. You know, you just. You know, just. Just be authentic and just be a good person. Um, I was actually at an event. Um, something called YPO. It stands for Young Presence Organization. Um. And the guy's pretty successful and he, I, his younger kids kind of like you guys. And, you know, I guess being early and successful, like he was like, well, how do I not raise, you know, little, little brats, you know I mean? They have, they, whatever they have. And, and, and that was like a topic of discussion um, there, within this group. And the answer was actually pretty simple. And the answer is, you know, just, just don't be a jerk yourself, you know, they're going to, you can say whatever you want. They're going to mimic your actions. And that's the reality of the situation. So, you know, you ever see like, you know, why certain kids do certain things, like, you know, what, why they're so much like their parents and the parents are constantly saying don't because like they don't do as I say, do as I do. And that, that's really what's going to happen. So I'm like, it's real simple. Be nice to people you don't know. Be nice to the, you know, the wait staff and the people who help you. Be nice to, you know, every, everyone around you. Uh, be supportive to your wife, support your, you know, your family, and they'll be the same. But if you know you can, you can tell them to be good people all you want. But if you're a, a complete jerk and you're like you're yelling at the waiter, that that they're going to become that person. They're going to mimic everything yeah. you do. They learn through osmosis. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. My kids became, and I never pushed my kids to be leaders. I never put, but I, I guess by just default, they saw how I did. Like I'm always like taking leadership positions. I'm always want to be on the board of whatever I do. I'm always pushing to get things done. And it's kind of funny. They just took on these roles. Even though the kids are so different, they both took on leadership roles. So the best advice I can give to any dad is just, you know, be a good person and, and support your wife. It's that simple. And it really is that simple. How do you, how do you manage emotion given the oh, different God. pockets you live in, right? Because as an entrepreneur, there's highs and lows constantly. And then you switch gears and you got to go home. It's very easy to bring the, the joys and the pains from work to the home and screw things up. How have yeah. you tried to, to keep a balance? Oh Lord. I was horrible <laughs> at the beginning. I was even, I, I was even horrible to work for or work with, if I'm being honest, you know, being that, you know, focused entrepreneur, I was like hot-headed, knee-jerk reaction. I had no problem just like lighting someone up in the middle of the office and just re really just bad, bad, bad tendencies. And maybe the, that was the animal I had to be. And then I kind of grew into, an, you know, being an entrepreneur, and anyway, you have to be a lifelong learner, honestly, you have to kind of reading how to do things better. 
And I had this um, mentor, his name was Christian Blanco, my COO. And he slowly mentored me to like, control my emotions and how to act in a public form. And I would then take those learnings and bring it back to my house. But um, it was really bad. Like, you know, it, it um, I feel bad for some of the people I worked with and I, I probably should apologize in advance, but um, you know, you know, I'm a different animal than I now than I was then, but long story short, um, it's hard to control your emotions, right? If you're not, I'm a very passionate person and you, I can say one thing, but it comes through my physical attributes. Like, Hey, I'm really calm. I'm like turning bright red. My, my neck is starting to kind of you know, <laughs> pulsate. And you can tell when I, I'm not happy. It's, 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 I just can't control it. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know the answer. Like it's, it's a really difficult conundrum to find yourself in, especially in those two worlds. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, how you switch, you turn the switch on and off is, is tough. And then you got your own, you know, kids, oh, kids push easy. your buttons. Jack Daniels, man. It's, you know, a lot <laughs> of Jack Daniels. <laughs> but, but wait, but going back to you saying about the kids emulating and you being that good person, did they see that side of you enough that you feel that that might, might've rubbed off on them? Um, Cause it seems like you went through a transformation in I, terms of I, emotion. I was pretty lucky, honestly, in my journey. I mean, I had a lot of like, like, you know, again, my, my, my partner time is joking. I was like, you're like a heartbeat. Like you're happy in the morning. You're sad by the afternoon and you're happy. And it's like, you lose a deal. You win it. And that's just entrepreneurism, right? What anvil is going to drop out of the sky. So I guess at work, I was way more, um, all over the place. When I got home. I was a little more controlled. It was a, you know, it was a happier place. You have your kids are coming running to you. You know, you have dinner. It's more of like a controlled environment. Um, and also that the Jack Daniels didn't, didn't hurt me. Kind of calm me the, down. The safe zone with a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, so you don't you don't want to do too you don't want to do it too much. They saw it, but you know you pour a little sippy cup or something. But uh, <laughs> right, uh, you're you're right. It's 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 definitely a challenge. And um, I was also fortunate the company did well. You know, early on we kind of just had this trajectory up and to the right, and we only had like two down years in 17 years. So wow, uh, it's, it's been a crazy it's been a crazy ride. Was wait when you say two down years was pandemic those kind of couple of years in the pandemic oh God, were they pandemic it? was a massive up up swing up right I mean, okay exploded yeah yeah we we the ad tech industry enjoyed that the spoils of that for sure for the most part so you got um, so you're you're an ad or you weren't at you're still in ad tech right man yeah I'm, I'm still in there yep and what what do you what what are you guys in what field music music, music marketing yeah yeah mm-hmm. podcasting okay. i I do a lot of podcasting stuff. He's got this small podcast called Drink Champs that in hip hop circles <laughs> is is um, out of here, but for the common Joe, may not be too familiar. Right. I've always wanted to start a podcast around business and entrepreneurism and ad tech. I just you, uh, ju- you just did. This is your first episode. Congratulations. <laughs> your, pilot, your pilot episode. Great, let's, let's talk about right. <laughs> how can we help the music industry? How can we help you guys get past DRM, digital rights management? Let's figure that out. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> And now I, now I have his attention. Now I have his attention. <laughs> That's funny. But but when you when you think about your journey through entrepreneurship, um, and you know having kids now, these kids, you know, one is one is in college or or getting there. Yeah, with yeah. The University of Wisconsin, correct. Okay, and then we got one likely following soon. Um, do you as do you want for them entrepreneurship, or do you prefer like is is there a preference? Um, yes and no. I think there are easier paths, if I'm being honest. Um, there's a lot of guys that, you know, it, it, this is a, this is a hard road. It's also, you know, strike lightning 
is hard. Honestly, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 not like a commonplace theme. But I also have two different kids. You know, even though I raise them the same, like my my older one is way more cerebral. Um, hates capitalism. Absolutely hates cap. He hates everything about what I. It's like you know. I, I'll never forget. I came home one day or at dinner, and uh, you raised Che Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We 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 actually uh, did it with my uh, Roblox, and I put ads in Roblox. And yeah, I remember I sitting. And he goes, "Dad, he starts crying. I'm like, what's wrong?" He goes, "You ruined my game." Everyone's oh man! Now, and um, he's kind of carried that for the rest of you know forward. But uh, he's way more about STEM, and he wants to be a doctor and help people. My younger one, I would say, way more like me. Um, Matthew is way more, ed- you know educational based where i'm a little bit more um i would say i'm gonna say from the street because i didn't really grow up on the street but like i had way more street sense way more sales yeah. focused um you, you're more the hustler i didn't very well in school okay yeah that's yeah. that's interesting <laughs> so my kids uh even though i didn't do roblox they big roblox fans and they do complain about ads and roblox but anywhere like they're watching youtube they're quickly you know passing through it and I'm always like, guys, this house that you live in is hmm. a direct result of the online advertising industry. So you pay homage, shut the fuck up, take the 15 <laughs> or 30 ad. second ad, <laughs> and keep it moving. Because and tell us to this- buy whatever it is you just saw. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, uh, listen, you know, kids are different. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny you're raising the same, but they're like fingers on your hand. Each one is completely different no matter what and you have, you know, like I tried to push my older one into every sport possibly wanted nothing to do with my younger one. Is, he plays lacrosse, he plays hockey, he plays soccer, any sport you could think of this kid wants to do with a ball. Mm-hmm. So it's really amazing to see how you can raise kids. They're going to be who they're going to be no matter what you do. All right. I, I was finding it interesting actually from a father perspective, like uh, even my wife, you know, my wife has two other sisters and, you know, one of them is completely different than the other. I mean, for no rhyme or reason other than I don't know why, but like they're brought up the same, they had the same experience, they all went to good college, you know, but one is just different than the other and it, it, they're going to be who they're going to be. That's the answer. So you can do whatever you want. They're going to be that person they're going to be no matter what you do. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It's it's hard too because like I, I tell, you know, dads that I speak with, sometimes they have these expectations and I think that's a mistake in a lot of cases. Like you want to just support your kids to be who they desire to be. You put the guardrails, but don't don't try to create a path for them. And I made I kind of made that mistake, like pushing my oldest into basketball because I'm a big basketball fiend. I I went too hard, like almost forcing her to play. Mm-hmm. But now, but then I backed off. And now she, we had a conversation the other day. I was like, look, I'm sorry if I was too harsh. And pushing you into basketball. She's like, it was a little bit much, but I love basketball. So, and and I knew like, you know, from our dialogue, it was like, introduce it to them. If they don't like it, let them do their thing. Yes, but, you got to find the middle ground because you got to give them paths because sometimes they won't explore anything on their own unless they're right. you expose it to right. them. So I actually agree with what you just said on that. Like, it, it, it's kind of interesting. It's a conundrum, right? You know, you don't want to push them, but at the same time, I remember like, you know, I think on my family, my mom was very laissez-faire, very hands-off. Like she'll, she's like, you'll know what to do. You'll understand it. And like my answer as I'm an adult, as a mother, like, no, I don't know what to do. No, I don't understand. I wish you would have told me what to do. Uh, so the reality is by pushing, they might not like it at the time. I guarantee when they're old, like, oh, man, I'm glad I did that. You know, really helped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's my that's perspective. Fun. So what what is 
what do the next few years look like for you as far as like child rearing? You're going to be full, full empty nester soon. Like, are we thinking about just running around the house naked? Like, what is the oh, that's definitely gonna happen? That's definitely Annie, don't bring your fantasies to this. That is one hundred percent. That is one of my goals. As soon as I'm an empty nester, how about we? How about how about we reframe the 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 question? Like, how do you how do you and your wife feel? Like, I guess from also from like an emotional standpoint of for empty nest, has that like hit you guys to realize like, damn, both both of our kids will be out of the house. I definitely feel old. I'll tell you that. You know, it's the first time when you what, when you look around. You know, usually your kids are like sixteen. You're just doing things. You're constantly moving. But like all of a sudden, I looked around. I'm like I'm like the older guy here, and everyone's like little kids. It was definitely like an ostracizing feeling, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I would say um, she won't agree. Thank God she's not here. Uh, I'm more concerned for my wife and myself. Like my, mm. like I'm going to go to work. I'm do the whole thing, and honestly, that you know, but she. She does so much more than them with them than I do that uh, the concern levels there, even though she won't admit it. Um, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, how, how does that look? How do I make her transition as easy as possible? She was the CEO of that. Of that world. Yeah. And a damn good one, man. I'll tell you, right. the kids are phenomenal. They, they, you know, I could have asked for better, better kids that are more well-rounded and respectful. And uh, so I'll really testament to her. I'm, I'm, the, uh, you know, I'm the jerk. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what life will take us. Honestly, you know, we'll be empty nesters now. That we're, the company's 100 percent remote, so I can work from anywhere in the world. So there's a lot of optionality around that, and we're trying to figure out. You know, do I want to still be in Florida? I, I personally miss the seasons. Yeah. So I, um, I did when I lived down there. That's one of the reasons yeah. I left. Yeah. So have the, have the two of you talked about that at all? Has she ever brought it up? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely top yeah. of mind. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely okay. kind of like looking at areas and trying to figure out where. Um. You know. I, I, I'm a big, I, I love New York and even upstate New York. So that's definitely a potential, but, um, but we'll see oh, when you're back in New York, come through, I live in upstate a little bit, so you can come check the neighborhood out. I'll, uh, okay. Manny has a guest house. We're working on it. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, Florida's great, but I think, I don't know if it's the nostalgia of remembering your youth as a child, but like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, when you go back and you're miserable, it's so cold, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, real so, quick. We'll what, what, yeah. One more, one more thing, man. I was curious about the uh, since you've got boys and they're older. How was that transition from you know elementary, middle school into middle middle high school? You know, the you know the the puberty age with with boys. Um, you know, thank God the internet was pretty seamless. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not like uh when we had, when we were younger. Um, I would say. You might think you know your kid. I honestly thought I knew everything my kids did. Now they're older and 20, they kind of like, oh, we did it. I had no effing clue what these guys did. I am shocked at some of the things. I'm like, you did what? With who? When? What? I, how How did I not know this? Yeah. And again, you know, my kids were, you know, pretty, pretty. I wouldn't say the word nerd, you know, nerdy. Uh, you know, he loved to play games. You know, he really didn't play sport. But so when you find out, like, you know, what? Man, how, did, how did I miss that? And, you know, you just didn't, you just don't know. So it's uh it's interesting. It's a little scary too. Scary, yeah. It, <laughs> it kind of goes well, scary back to the because just, there's access to information. Again, we were younger. I'm assuming you guys are around my age. At least you look at me a little younger. Uh, it was just harder to get act. Get act. Everything's just so readily accessible these days. You know, everything's legal. Everything's at your fingertips. Everything's right there. There's no waiting for anything. So yeah, those are things that's that's what scares me the most. Out of anything is just uh, 
drugs and alcohol. Everything else I could probably overcome, but getting hooked on those things, I, I remind them all the time since we have abuse in my family is that, you know, alcohol and drugs, they do not discriminate for creed, race, nothing. It does not matter. It affects everyone equally. It does not matter, you know, how successful you are. It does not matter how rich or poor you are. It's the same. You will have the same problems. So that, that's what scares me. It, it's, uh, I mean, the best, at, best way you can as a parent, right? Like setting that foundation and helping them through that, you know, journey of, of child rearing or what have you, raising them, um, is the, is the best offense. I feel like, right? Like you're going to talk to them and counsel them throughout life. You're going to exp- you're going to under- learn things that they've done that you had no clue. Like you just said. I've I've had that same experience with my 17 year old. Like she's mentioned, she's done things, seen things that I never would have imagined she was exposed to. 100%. And thank goodness she made wise decisions through all of that stuff. But at the same time, like it's it's a fleeting moment that can change the course of their entire lives if they don't have kind of that foundation. I feel like, and and they can still make a mistake. But you're you're hedging when you you know hedging in the right direction when you do have some of that foundation like locked in. So, so I know you guys are music guys, so you'll appreciate this. One thing I, I did impart upon, they love like 80s and 90s music from whether it's Billy Joel or Red Man or Method Man. Or, you know, they, they have a very wide, so we're listening to the radio and they know all the lyrics. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. So you just, just have that on the radio all the time. They'll appreciate Well, that's that. all I do. That's all so I do with my kids. But then my, my daughter, she gravitates to the Sirius XM Pitbull channel, which annoys me. <laughs> Pitbull's the homie. <laughs> 305 man he's a friend but it's like his channel i'm not really with it Uh, it's too dance you know i'm not i'm not into dance music like that yeah and she she just loves it and she sees like the little icon that shows it's the pill yeah leave it it's like dunga dunga i'm like oh come on man (laughs) but my son i'll put the 80s channel on he's like yeah i like yeah put that one on it my kids like like frank sinatra oh i I put that on all the time that channel on on sirius xm the Sinatra channel is amazing. Yeah, I, love I, I just find it interesting, like how kids would gravitate to that. You figure they'd be like on the pop channels or the top. I mean, they do that too, but they they have like these weird kind of like, you know. Another thing, weird thing is that my kids are starting to use um, records, like Vinyl. records. Yeah, that that's weird? made a comeback. Yeah, they're back. I'm gonna come back. Like I don't, I don't get. I'm like, where do you even get records? I don't even have to even. Where do you even search for records? They have stores now, like legit, like in my mall up here. They have like a record store with vinyl all over the place. And I'm baffled. And they're expen- still- they're really expensive too now. Yeah, yeah. vinyl is expensive, man. I, I just That's put wild. my son onto cassette tapes. He's like, he looked at a. I have a boombox. He's like, what's this, daddy? I said, oh, it plays music. Okay, play. I go, well, it plays this, and he's like, what is it? He's like shaking the tape, <laughs> and I show him how to put it in there, and he was just amazed by it. Before yeah. you know it, the, the generations coming might go completely analog. You know what I'm saying? You don't know where it's gonna go. It might go full circle. They're almost rebelling against technology in a way. Yeah. Weird. Can you blame them? I mean, <laughs> it, you know, humanity might have to take a step back as hold up. Let's see where this, <laughs> right. this technology is going. Do, do you guys, you know, is it okay if I ask questions or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah far, man, man. come on. How are you guys handling social media? I was That was always a challenge for me. I mean, the kids wanted phones so early. We, I think we waited until 12. And, so that's you know, a good age. Fight. And then a, yeah. you know, how do you keep them off? Social, it's almost impossible. I mean, do, do you or? Well, mine are too, mine are too a, young. So yeah. the only thing is that we do let them get the phone to watch YouTube kids from time to time. And and they have an iPad for that. And then my daughter, her school is automatic uh, homework on the iPad. 
which kind of freaks me out because now they're, you know, they're conditioned to use these devices. So it's going to be easier, right. I think, at a younger age to, to transition to wanting one of their own for social media. But that's terrifying to me, social media. for Yeah, for the no, kids. no phone, no social media for, for us. And we're trying to hold off as long as possible. He doesn't really seem too into it or like he'll ask about it every now and then and but we've already pretty much stated like look you'll oh, thank us later you'll, you'll thank us later for this <laughs> you know do their friends have it yet like that's some of them yeah, some, some of them do i mean he'll bring up like oh there's quite a few kids who have phones already and well like i'm like we're like all right good for them it's not going to be you, <laughs> you know? I like that. So, but i, I would I, hold off as long as possible if you can yeah Tw- 12 was the 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 age where we yeah. caved uh, so my, my my 10 year old is like pressing us heavy because all his friends have their phone their their new iphone with all these apps and all these ways of doing things and he's kind of feels like he's stuck in the ice age with like we give him an ipad like an old ass ipad and it's got inst- uh, uh message message right and even that you got to be careful because like my son yeah. has he, he's got his computer and he's got the you know he's got messages on there but we we go in and check and he's like really you're checking i'm like yeah you, <laughs> we're checking and even with things like he might think it's the friend you know they'll take pictures of each other and send them back and forth sometimes and we even had to just put the clamp down on that like it wasn't anything inappropriate but it was just like look you don't you don't even understand someone gets a picture of you. You don't know where that's going to go. And this is just like a lesson for later on down the road. Like you can't, you know, you can't be naive and trusting that whatever you send is just going to stay within the, you know, the realm of whoever you send it to. So, um, so we're trying to teach him like to police himself a, a little bit in terms of, you know, what he's sharing, even just on messaging. Yeah, well, that's the difference between being a friend and a, and a parent, right? I always said, I always say, to my kid, like, I'm not, listen, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. And to make that distinction, like, I, I love you, I'll do anything for you, but you know, when the, when the rubber hits the road, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your parent. Too bad. Yeah. It, yeah, we'll say that, and then we'll be like, come on, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? No, you you got to give that disclaimer and then pick and choose when you use it. Sometimes yeah. you're gonna use it the right time. Sometimes you gotta bold, right? It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. But but with with social media, I had an experience uh, a couple of months ago, and I shared it with with the fellas here. But uh, so we did an episode about uh, around Christmas time about Santa Claus, and I had read something on Facebook about if you if you are someone who believes in Santa in your household and you want to break it to your kid, like who Santa is, like they gave some what I thought was pretty interesting, you know, points to to explore with your child. And I I posted that, and it blew up. Like it's still probably around three million views right now on on Instagram. Wow. But so it went viral, and I was telling my kids, and you know, there's some excitement to that. Like, oh, so I've never had that opportunity, so I'm just like, wow, okay, look, and just kind of studying what that whole thing is. And I was like, I mean, I know social media is a toxic place, but it it was so front and center around a topic that was so positive in its intention that i just couldn't believe how crazy it was it it it, people fighting in the comments against each other like you're crazy and then they brought in god and the devil and all these like things and 
And if you look in those comments, like even to this day, like they're still going at it. And, I, and it was a lesson for me. I was like, we got to police at my house. I have to police or at least show my kids how crazy this thing gets and give them a little bit more counsel around how to navigate social media so that if I feel like it's inevitable at some point, they're going to get something when they post something, somebody's going to say something that's offensive or going to be negative, And they got to kind of figure out how to contend with that because it's unavoidable. It feels like. Yeah. And so that's one of the biggest fears, you know, that I think most parents have is like that, but then the bullying and all that other stuff, it's like, they have to have a certain level of maturity in order for them to be able to understand what's about to happen and then how to navigate that. Well, they'll encounter that on like Roblox and stuff too, on the chats. Awesome. Like, and I'm always having to tell my son, like, yo, turn the chat off if you can, don't pay attention. And because you're going to see a bunch of nonsense come through that. So anywhere where there's a crowd of people and they can say something, you're going to find some nonsense. And 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 I feel like if there's one thing that, that I want to accomplish in terms of social media when the kids get a little older is that they don't feel the need to comment. Cause I feel like that's the thing that people have, have conditioned themselves to, to feel that they have to comment in everything they see. Like everyone wants to hear your opinion. I mean, they don't, right? We really don't. (laughs) You know, I don't get, I I don't get it. We're lucky because we come from a generation pre, you know, social media and, and, and relying on the internet. So generations after that you can't expect them but it's like it's like it's a thing that i'm hoping that i can condition them not to feel the need it's like it's like they have to say something they have to have a word in and that creates that some usually creates that dialogue that becomes toxic you know that, yeah. that, that's part of the, the hardest learning lesson you know going back to the whole being a father thing was you don't realize you know i my mom would say she has words are like like bullets in a gun. Like once you shoot that bullet and it comes out, you cannot take, you can say, you're t- I'm sorry, it's out. It can yeah. never ever go back in, in the chamber. And, you know, you know, you know, you say things in rage or, and that, that, I mean, that, that's always my biggest regret. I'll say something like, oh, I wish I didn't, why did I say that? It was so stupid. And I'm trying to explain it to my kids. I'm like, you know, the same thing on social media, uh, especially if there's no anonymity, um, which even, it's even worse than anonymity, honestly, because they can say whatever they want without any mm-hmm. repercussions. I think I, I think that's the worst thing on social media personally. I wish they'd have everyone's account hooked up so you know who they are. People would be less prone to just blurt out any comment that came to their brain. At least that's my personal. No, I agree. Jason. Yeah. It was a pleasure having you, sir. Um, I would love for you, if you could, this might be difficult because I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but you had a singular piece of advice that you would give a father at any stage in fatherhood, what would that be? I'd say the best advice I'd give someone is try and be present, right? It's really, it's really hard. You're like, because when you're in the mix of it, like I'm, I, again, I think about that right now personally, because I see little kids like, Oh, it's so cute. I'm like, how come I didn't have feeling my own kids were there? You know, you were just like, Oh my God, leave me alone. I'm tired. You know, you want food and you're you're just tired from working and they then they want your time. It's hard to be present. It really is. My best advice would just be if you can take a minute, be introspective, just remember that they just want to love you. They just want your they just want to be around you. And just just take that extra minute. Like um my kids used to my youngest would say, Hey, could you read me a story? My wife's like, You don't you don't have to do this. I'm like, he's gonna stop one day. And I try to make myself remember that. But it's really hard. 
because you're just you're just tired. You know, we all have work and wives and kids and lives and shopping and food and cooking. And the last thing you want to do is like, oh, do I really want to play some card game or some <laughs> puzzle game? You just don't want to do it. But the reality is, if you can remember and you can muster the energy, go go do it. So they'll remember that more than anything. Or you know what? Take trips, camping. My kids remember camping more than anything. It's the weirdest thing. Mm, that's actually that's great because it just reminded me my my daughter, my youngest daughter, the seven year old. She every so often she'll ask me to play dolls with her, mm-hmm. she, and random like she she tries to wait until she knows that I'm like off the clock, and then she'll hit me with the daddy. Can we play dollies? And I'm like my 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 face goes to like cringe mode like <laughs> mm. and, but i don't show it to her but then i'm like yeah. let's go let's go play dollies and, yeah. and my kids look a program not to bother me right my wife's like you know daddy's working so they're yeah. like so yeah, they kind of know uh so that's it's interesting but yeah that yeah. that's my best advice if, if thank I you any thank you very much it's been awesome I had a lot of fun. Well, I, I hope you enjoyed your first podcast uh, for for your new show that you're going to come out with soon at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, I, I have a name. I want to run it by you so you guys thought of it real quick. Let's go. All right. The name is going to be Adventure like Advertising, Adventure Capital, a podcast for ad tech and media mavericks. Let's go. That works. Work. We're ready. I like We're it. Ready. Right to now, the point. Out how niche. <laughs> exactly. How do I get a setup like you, man? With like the the. the Oh, yeah, this this yeah. was many many years of figuring it out, but <laughs> I, I could give you some some cliff notes and help do you. Do I need out. a microphone, or can I just do this as it is? It sounds good, but at, at some point you're gonna want you're gonna find. Yeah, things. the setup is 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 inexpensive, and, and you could pretty upgrade pretty and sound a lot better. I, mean, I got I mean, you, Jason. You, guys, maybe you can tell me what to buy. I, I got you. I'll give you, I'll give you the rundown. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Right. Really appreciate it, guys. No, thank you for your Stay time. Thanks, man. You. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Of course. You, Be dude. good, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Later. Bye. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.